I'm playing it out as a John Hughes movie. A lot of people could be professional in yoga pants. I know that sounds very woo woo woo. And not everybody liked what they saw. There's a lot of behind the curtain now. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kim. This is Nikki. And I'm Louise. Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts. Please be aware that today's episode may contain some adult language and will most likely include adult content. So please keep that in mind if little ones are nearby. Hello, everyone. This is Nikki. And once again, I'm inviting you to pull up a chair and join us today. We are going to be talking about fitting in or standing out. To start, I'm just going to lay it out there. What comes up for you all when I say fitting in or standing out? High school. <laughs> Lots of stuff. Yeah, I don't, I want, I want to do both. I, there's, I have parts that want to do both. Go figure. Your parts. So what is the tension for you within that? Why is it a struggle to feel like both are possible? Or do you want both to be possible? That was 45 questions. Pick your favorite. This is Jason Adventure Morning. That's right. I, you know, when you said that, I think about when you ask that question, are the moments in my life where I wanted to do both, where I wanted to stand out and be myself in some way, yet still fit in somehow. I guess it's about being accepted for who you are, right? That's, that's the culmination of those two things. You get to stand out and fit in. Well, that's what I was thinking when you're speaking. I never thought of fitting in as actually wanting acceptance, not being like everyone else, but being accepted or even just permitted to be who I am. I remember there was a quote that I heard when I was pretty young, probably preteen, and it was so-and-so does something to the beat of their own drum. And that's the whole standing out thing, I think. I definitely have parts that want to stand out and want to excel and be able to do big things. And then of course, I think we've talked about this in another episode, I don't do well in cocktail party situations because it's really hard for me. I feel like I don't fit in to any group I've ever belonged in. And frankly, my personal opinion is, after all my clients, is that oh, that's a universal, <laughs> that's a universal <laughs> belief is that people think they don't fit in. As soon as you talk about this fitting in or standing out, and I said high school, back when I was in high school, I wanted to fit in, but I was somewhere in the middle of every group. Now there's the cool kids. I don't mean to say the nerds, but I don't know what other word to use. Well, that was the, back in the day. That's what we, yeah. it was the cool kids, the jocks, the nerds. That's nerds still rule. Okay, yeah. Ner nerds rule. The jocks, the loners, the druggies. I fit in the middle of all of them. I didn't really fit with the druggies, but I fit in the middle somewhere. At that point, I wanted nothing more than to fit in because I knew I was, quote, different. And now when I look back, I'm so grateful I didn't fit in because I took a much different path. And I kind of like Laura just said, I, I walked to the beat of my own drum and I did my own thing. And I left that high school and I went on and did bigger and better things. And if I had tried to fit in, I feel like I would have had much different life. Oh, my sister and I just had this conversation the other day. We did not do the typical, uh, no offense to anybody that did. I just want to be really clear, but we didn't date in high school. We did because we were overweight and unattractive, quote unquote, per Western society rules, but we were smart. And so we went after that education with everything we had and neither of us have had kids and we just didn't do the thing. We did not do the typical thing uh, of birthing anything out of our vaginas. Where are we now? Are we allowed to say vagina on the radio? 
We all have one. Well, everybody here has one. Yes. I don't know why, but this is a really challenging conversation for me. It is, I I guess it takes me back to every John Hughes movie ever made. (laughs) Um, Just (laughs) truly. That's just what is playing my head is it's all about, do you fit in? Do you stand out? And there's pros and cons to both. I am just, I'm struggling with where I want to be on that spectrum because I don't know that I even think about it that often. If Do I stand out or do I fit in? I think there's that otherness that I feel that I work on, but it doesn't, it seem to me, it's not playing out as the same thing. It's just really interesting. Well, is it a spectrum? I mean, just the five of us, we're all very different. We all stand out in different ways, but we all fit in here as well. Absolutely. I just, it's, I just don't. Yeah. In your head, that's how you see it is yeah. here and here. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm playing it out as a John Hughes movie and it, and it is a spectrum. Looking for Shermer in Illinois. Okay. Right. I can tell you already, Sarah has no idea who John Hughes is. Okay. Don't can you worry. hear we're I- out here? I Googled it. I and yeah, but that probably it. means there are other listeners that don't know who John Hughes she is She got either. the Google box. So somebody are, tell us. We are the modern day breakfast club. I think we're the modern day breakfast club. Oh, that could be an episode. But yeah, Pretty in Pink. All of the movies There's are escaping Bueller's me now. All I can think is Molly Ringwald's. Like, yeah, Molly science. Ringwald's day. There's a moment that stands out when I, when I think about fitting in or standing out. And it's back in one of my first adult quote unquote adult jobs, right? And it was a, a call center job that I that I took to pay the bills. You were talking on the phone all day long, worked in a basement with just a few other people. Had your own John all- Hughes movie there. <laughs> Absolutely. It was, there was lots of drama that went on. But one of the things I remember, I, I dressed myself. And at that time it was a pierced eyebrow. It was Doc Martens. It was long skirts. And before tights were a thing, they were long johns sometimes under that long skirt. That's how I showed up every day at work. And I remember being talked to about my attire, that it wasn't appropriate attire for the job that I was in. Yeah. Well, nobody could see you except your coworkers. Yep. And I was, what does what I wear have anything to do with who I am or how I do my job? It's, they're two separate things. But if I can't be myself, how can I show up work in a way that's truly authentic to who I am? How can I be my best self when I'm dealing with people who are in high stress situations when they call and I I can't, I'm worried about how I'm dressed. It didn't make any sense to me. I was in my early twenties and that was one of the first realizations I had that there was this image, me, the image, and then there was me, the person inside and not everybody liked what they saw. Okay. Now you're totally speaking my language. So in my thirties, I was a practicing attorney and I would go into court and I didn't always wear a suit. I didn't love wearing a suit. I still don't love wearing a suit. In fact, I don't own a suit anymore, but I would, I would go into court and I actually had a judge that told me he would not hear. I, I had on a pantsuit, very popular these days. I walked into court in this beautiful pantsuit and he told me he would not hear my case because I was not wearing a skirt. I hope I he had, got fired. He did not. They can still oh. So because I was not in the attire that he wanted me to be in, that he didn't see as professional, it was the difference between a pantsuit and a skirt suit. I wasn't able to have my client's case heard that day. That has happened. I mean, not that particular thing, but those kinds of things have happened throughout my life. And I am very much a believer that you get to show up however you need to show up to feel good in your skin so that you can be as professional as you need to be for whatever work you're doing. 
and that your outward appearance should not be a hindrance to that. So now you're speaking my language, Louise. Now I'm outside of the John Hughes movie. Well, and something COVID's shown us is a lot of people can be professional in yoga pants. Well, yeah, but we're still <laughs> doing the thing. We're yeah, still we're doing, doing it. We're, we're doing and it adapting it. Windows mm-hmm. because we still feel like in this little window, we have to be perfect, quote, quote unquote, perfect. And that we push everything aside so that in within that window, nobody is seeing all of the crap that's happening in our lives. Well, and but that's slip too, because yes and no, it's a meme. Well, and I've seen it. Still doing it. I've seen it slip because people are. It's what they can handle with where they're at and how they're coping. And it's like, nope, I'm not putting makeup on today. Yep, I am showing up for this meeting in a t-shirt. Yep, just because that's what they need to do to be able to be there. Well, unfortunately, I know a lot of people in corporate sectors that that's not true. They're definitely still struggling, and there are meetings where they're insisting that cameras be on. And if you're an introvert, if you're having a bad day, if your kid is losing it, and you're being forced to turn a camera on and look like you have your shit together, you're definitely being ostracized for being not professional enough, which is bullshit because they're probably an amazing employee. Well, look at even Zoom and the filters Mm -hmm. that you can put on makeup on camera. That is my total favorite. So, but it, it is all about what's your outward appearance, appearance. Yep. to everyone. You can look put together and your life is falling apart. We do it too. I think some of that has just replaced the suit or the attire. It, it, it's, you're right. It's from the chest up now. It, it's still there. There's still a, a, a bit of a struggle. How do you, I want to stand out. I, of course I want to stand out. I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. Of course I want to stand out. Yet it, that's a struggle too. Well, I think this conversation goes well beyond even standing out because for many, many people, this is a key indicator of systemic oppression. There are people that can't show up to work in clothing and with hair and with makeup that feels culturally appropriate to them. So it goes well beyond even, it isn't about standing out. It's about being yourself. That's a whole nother ball of wax, but I think it plays into this as well. Well, and even more, it's even more than fitting in or standing out. It's almost more about being seen and feeling like I belong or I'm allowed to be myself. I'm kind of hoping that Mickey's first comment about it's starting to change. I'm hoping that it does. Cause Kim, I can see what you're saying. I definitely have seen a lot of things and heard a lot of things of, I have to have my makeup on and wear my suit from the waist up, but I'm not wearing pants. And then I can't stand up when my video is <laughs> on. But I have seen a little bit different and, and my wife's in education. And I've seen the same thing where she wears a sweater from and her yoga pants on the bottom because she's getting ready to go to the gym um, then comes back from the gym, puts the sweater back on, looks like she was not, didn't just work out. And I've heard the conversations in her group where a dog shows up or a cat shows up or, hey, I love that picture behind you. I feel it's become a little bit more relaxed and people are showing more of their home life through Zoom. And maybe there's a shift when we go back to real life that everyone kind of fits in because they're their own individual self. I know that sounds very woo, 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 hopefully. That's just what I hope for the world is people can be their own individual selves and we all fit in our different ways and we're one big puzzle. I, I agree with woo, woo, but the thing that I laughed at was real life because here's the kicker, folks. This is real life. <laughs> yes, I know. It's I don't know what phrase. Well, no, it was a great phrase because the reality yeah. is, is this is the first time that we're allowing ourselves a glimpse into what real life may look like in somebody else's world. And, and when we go into our work, 
workplaces and when we go into our community centers and when we go into our schools, we don't see that from other people. We don't see their humanity. We don't see what's happening in the home. We're in a really interesting place where there's a whole lot of facades being put on. And in addition, there's a whole lot of behind the curtain, right? The reality. Yeah, there's a lot of behind the curtain now, I think, or at least some for some people. Yeah, I have a friend who was talking the other day about her boss and he's super professional at work and never says a word about anything personal. And then all of a sudden she's on zoom, seeing him at home with his hair all grown out. Cause he hasn't gotten a haircut and what's behind him. And someone walks behind, but now it's like people are opening the curtain. Well, it's, I was just thinking of when I worked in an elementary school and all the kids always think all the teachers and staff live at school. And I would work with students and they'd say, where do you sleep? It's so small in here. Oh, I go home. You don't live here? Really? Or if they see you in the grocery store, they're fascinated that you have to buy groceries and eat. And it's the same kind of thing. If you're at work and you have those people who are super professional, you don't think of them leaving the office or having an outside space. So being able to lean into the humanity and the full experience of the people you're with is unique and fun and a little bit like the kids saying, you don't sleep here. So I was wondering to shift to more present day, which we're kind of talking about, obviously with the Zoom and stuff, the Zoom, what is a way that you haven't fit in and you were maybe felt proud or happy that you didn't fit in? Back to what I said earlier, there are parts of me that it was hard being the only kid on my dad's side, not having children. It was hard. We were the only ones that my sister and I were the only ones that moved away. And in one way that made us stand out because we're not like our relatives. Well, and I think over time we've gotten to a point where we realize that that's actually, we can be proud of the accomplishments. My sister's the dean of Dartmouth, for God's sakes. She's the dean of an Ivy League college. And we were just saying, how could, would that have happened if she had, if things had changed and she had, you know, gotten married and had kids while she was still in Tulsa? Uh, I mean, it's a strange situation to look back and see what might have changed if she hadn't stood out so much. So I think I've come to a place where it's no longer a source of shame and more, hey, I get to be who I really am. And we did not live through what the cultural expectations of us were. It's interesting because I think there's a little, there's a little battle there. At first, it's their shame that is attached to that. And then you can, right, you, you, you can shake it off and you go, no, 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 no. That's not what it is at all. But there's that little tiny attachment right there at the beginning. Last week, my mother said, it's such a shame you all didn't have children. (sighs) We're in our fifties. Come on. <laughs> it, it sticks and we can look at it, take it out and have a look at it. And then we get to shake it off. But I think there's just that little, little hook sometimes wants us down. It's something's trying to push us down that path. And we have to be very aware that it's no, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of standing out. I'm not ashamed of what I've done or who I've become. Yeah. I've been pondering that question the long time since you've asked it, Sarah. I don't know if I've ever felt proud of standing out. I think I've accepted, nope, this is what I want to do. This is just how I'm going to do it. But I don't know I ever said, yeah, that's right. I just did that in my way, how I wanted to. I didn't go with the flow. I don't. In my, in my brain, in my memory, I don't have any attachment to being proud of it. It just was what I had to do or wanted to do or was going to do. For me, I think I go back to that place of I don't really think about it in those terms. I was thinking about the times when I have stood out and I don't think at the moment I was aware that I was standing out. 
I was just doing my own thing. I was, I was marching to my own drummer. So I think as a person, I think there's not a moment. I think it's as a person, I'm proud that I was encouraged as a child. And as a parent, I encouraged my own child to march to our own drummer, to find our own beat, our own rhythm and dance to the music that fits us best in that moment. We were having a conversation, Kim, even how she needs to take care of herself and not saying mom does it this way, dad does it this way, and I need to, but recognizing, nope, actually I do things a little different and I need to embrace that because I think I haven't witnessed a lot of parents creating that space for their kids either. Yeah. So being able to do that was really cool to see too. It's a lot of fun. For me, it was hard to initially tap into that. It was this bizarre thing of, wait, she's not me. (laughs) She's not just an extension (laughs) of me. And I don't know. I mean, she was little when I had the realization that, oh, she's not me. She's going to have different likes, wants, desires, whatever in life. And in many ways, there is a lot of alignment still between the two of us. I mean, she's she's only 10, but the reality is she's her own person. She's going to have her own temperament. I mean, literally she was two when I first realized it was, oh, that's, she's not, she's reacting in a way I don't understand because she's not me. And if I start to see life in a way that allows her the space to be her, she's going to have a much more fulfilled life. I didn't realize that my mom had done that with me as well, but she had, but it's just that you do you, you do you boo. Man, I wish that I had grown up with a mom who said that. Sarah, you do you, boo. Okay. Thanks, Ma. I asked the question because I knew my answer. But, you know, growing up different, being in the LGBT community, growing up, maybe at the time, I it, it was a bit of a struggle, but that's the spot where I'm glad I don't fit in. And I've, the reason I say that is because I've lived my true life. If I had just denied who I really am, I would have been trying to fit in with the crowd. And so I'm just really proud of how I have stepped out and lived my true self. And it's led me to some awesome things. And the other thing, and, and and Laura brought it up earlier, but the thing that I always feel I don't fit in and I'm starting to get a little older, so it's not as much, but the, why aren't you guys having kids? Well, A, it's not physically possible. B, I don't want kids. I've never wanted kids. And there was a lot of people that were would ask, there was that feeling I should feel shame for not wanting kids. This was coming from people where you don't make it look that fun. You're miserable <laughs> as a parent right now. So <laughs> why are you putting that on me? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I say that. I'm not a miserable parent, so I don't. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that was it is I'm really glad that I don't have kids because I, I've never wanted them. I'm a really cool aunt. I think that was my area. I'm proud to stand out. It's interesting. Earlier, I said I, I walked to the beat of my own drum and Kim and her family have a drummer. I only have a drum. There's something <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe I had to find a drummer. Well, I think I'm line. the drummer in my own band, but there's a whole lot of other music going on too. <laughs> So back to your question, Nikki, is it fitting in or standing out? I think it's fitting in and standing out. I think it's being yourself and finding a community that accepts you for who you are in, and it's both. It's, I don't think there's that dichotomy there. It's not one or the other. I think we look for both in our lives, those places where we can do both at the same time. Louise wins the gold star for answering the question. Not I was going to say, but it wasn't right or wrong, but she just, she answered the question. So gold star, Louise. So I have been ruminating on a quote since the beginning of this conversation and I just found it. So it's those who dance are considered insane by those who cannot hear the music. It's George Carlin. It's one of my favorite quotes. I could just couldn't come up with it, but it's one of my favorite quotes. That I think speaks to what we're talking about. There's music, we're dancing. Sometimes they're going to fit in and sometimes we're going to stand out. And sometimes it's both at the same time. It's the blessed are the cracked 
for they shall let in the light. It illuminates everyone and everything around us. When we get to stand out and be who we are, it gives an unspoken permission for others to do the same. On that note, I'm going to say, listeners, thank you for pulling up a chair and joining our conversation. We see you. We love you. And until next time, remember, all the parts are the best parts. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Best Parts Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media or with anyone you think would enjoy it. After all, sharing is caring. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts as it helps others find us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at The Best Parts Podcast or visit our website at thebestpartspodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember that all the parts are the best parts.